This is the intro jingle. This is the K-pop Devok show with Eric Nam. Ooh. And we're back. You're listening to K-pop Devok with Kevin. Woo woo. All right. So this is another episode with Kevin Wu. And if you haven't listened to the other two episodes that I was on, uh, I'm taking over for Eric Nam right now because he's in America and he's on tour. Uh, so yeah, I'm filling in for him and I'm having lots of fun actually. <laughs> this is really cool. Like I've never had my own podcast before. So this is my third episode now and I feel like I'm getting the hang of it. So, you know, I don't know, Eric, if you're watching. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not am I? <laughs> Unless. All right. So uh, each episode, as you guys know, we will have a theme and a feature, a few songs that fit under that theme before getting into more depth into it. Uh, later, we'll be diving. You see that word I did there? <laughs> uh, diving into the K-pop debug Discord. And if you're not on it, get on it. All right, let's get it started. Today's theme, I chose it again. <laughs> and it's called Girl Group Bops. Yeah, I don't know. I just came up with that right now. Genius. Genius. Uh, yeah, I love girl groups. Who doesn't? <laughs> and I always, you know, have a special place for my favorite ones. And also, you know, there's new girl groups that I've been keeping my eye on. Uh, like my bias records, <laughs> as they say. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with the new slang here. Like standing. Um, or like who else? Like… Yeah, there's like a bunch of slang words that I don't know. Remember guys, I'm old K-pop, so… Anyways, <laughs> I'm taking my own grave. But um, today's is, yeah, Girl Group Bops. And I just wanted to recommend some songs that I've been listening to these days. Um, and yeah, let's dive into the first one. The first one is Done Done by Everglow. They're one of uh, the new girl groups uh, that, you know, recently entered into the K-pop world. And I kind of like… They kind of grew on me. Yeah. Their their debut was very strong. Bom Bom Chocolat. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's very, very cool. Like very uh, new. Uh, and then I was like, okay. And, and then I saw them perform a few times. But then this comeback with Dun Dun. Like… It kind of sucked me into you know, their fandom. I don't know their fandom name yet, but I will soon. Uh, but yeah, Dun Dun was a song that I really liked because it was so K-pop. It was like the girl crush K-pop that I've, you know, I, don't know, I was looking for. You know, because I, I like the girl crush uh, concepts in girl, in girl groups. Uh, and the thing that stood out to me about uh, Everglow was the the contrast with their with their like very cute like um, pretty aesthetics, but then their 
their songs were like bangers. Like they they were like hard. Like the ham, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, that's why I kind of, you know, um, fell into this this group. Yeah, Dun Dun was really fun to listen to. I just blast it in my car and I sing along. Go, no, yeah, Dun 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 Yes, I'm Dun. <laughs> okay, no more body rolls. <laughs> Um, I'm a new fan to to Everglow. So I don't know the group members name by name. I do like the the main vocalist. Yeah, she's got some sass in, in her eyes. All right. So yeah, my favorite, one of my favorite songs uh, is yeah, Dun Dun by Everglow. Uh, the next song is Psycho by Red Velvet. Feeling like a psycho, psycho. Yeah, Psycho is one of my favorite songs because, yeah, like I said, I like kind of like the girl crush, kind of more, you know, swaggy, you know, that. That type of vibe in in girl group songs, and with Red Velvet, actually, uh, if if you don't know, they have like two different sides to them, and that's why their name is Red Velvet, um, as from what I've heard. <laughs> um, I think like their red side is more of like you know their poppy bubblegum, like you know the cutesy side to Red Velvet, and they have a lot of songs like that. And then they also have like bad boy and like, you know, very, you know, girl, girl crush, um, very confident. And I think Psycho falls into the velvet side, in my opinion. And when I saw the music video, um, and I love red, red velvet music videos because they're so aesthetically pleasing. The, the angles and the colors and like, you know, their, their dance choreography the the chorus part is just really really catchy like psycho psycho papo <laughs> i usually don't have like a bias in groups i like the group in itself and i like the like the concepts but if i had to choose a member i would probably choose sergi i like the members who um you know who have have that spark in their eyes, you know. And Sergi's like one of their main dancers, and she's like the main vocalist, and she knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the last song for this theme, and I chose "Kick It" by Blackpink. Unwanted family guests are like fish; they start to stink after three days. So what's the best mattress for them this holiday season? Definitely not a nectar. Then they'll never leave. Flip those fish your old mattress and put your human body on a nectar. Prices start at just $499 and you get $399 in accessories thrown in, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. A fresher deal than your mackerelly mother-in-law, right? Go to Nectarsleep.com today. Kick it if you're down. Can I kick it? Come, come under Hanawi. Humba, 
Blackpink. Doing a lot of body rolls in this theme. <laughs> but yeah, Kick It was one of my favorite songs because I'm a, I'm a huge Blackpink fan. I'm a blink. Uh, and the reason why I like them is also because of their girl crush songs. Like, you know, they've got that really cutesy, very like, um, like, Tongseng, like, I want to take care of them looks. But then when you see them on stage and their music, it's, there's such a big gap between that. Blackpink also is, stands for that too. They had the black side and they also had the pink side. Kick It was one of my favorites because it was really fun to listen to. Because I was like, oh, wow. I was like, they got a lot of like swag in this in this song. And then the the beats would change. And then it would have like this like like rap breakdown, you know, in, 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 the, in the middle. And then it would go to like a melodical. And then it would go back to like rap. And like, I'd be like, whoa, like it, it feels like listening to two different songs in one. Uh, so that's why I really like Kick It. And also this song stood out to me because when I watched their set at Coachella, and unfortunately I couldn't see them live at Coachella, I had to watch this live streaming. When they performed it, I was, I think it was Lisa's part. And I was like, dang, like I knew Lisa had that swag, but like at Coachella, I think they delivered more because it's just, the atmosphere and because it was Coachella. With that performance, I fell in love with this song. Yeah. Who else do you think would just kill it in that kind of environment? Um, in that environment, um gosh, there's so many. Well, first of all, I'd love to see BTS perform. That'd be crazy. Um <laughs> BTS, also Monster X. Um, you know, I have a lot of close members in, in Monster X. And every time they release something in America, like, I don't listen to it because I'm close to them. Like, I really like, genuinely like their songs. Like, they have really strong songs that they release in America. So I feel like they would have a very good response at Coachella. Also, uh, Day 6. <laughs> Jake! <laughs> Day 6, I think, would kill it at Coachella. Yeah. Just choose a headliner. Oh my god. That's too much pressure on me. <laughs> I know. But just thinking about it. Um, okay, so there's three headliners, right? Okay, I'll choose two Western artists and one K-pop artist. How's that? That's a tough question. It's hard to decide because it's not just mainstream. It's just like... It's people who love all different genres of music. And it, and Coachella really gives an opportunity for up-and-coming artists. And recently, I've been listening to a lot of Love. And I feel like he'd be a great he headliner for Coachella. He has that a very like California chill like vibe that goes well with Coachella. So I would say Love. Um, hmm. I I'd have to say BTS. Yeah, yeah BTS. <laughs> They, they, they deserve it. Come on. Oh, okay. He's performed at Coachella multiple times, but I really want him to be like headline headliner. Khalid. Yeah. yeah. I love Khalid. Yeah, speaking of Coachella, like it's like so different from what I've experienced in Korea. You know, uh, I've only been to Coachella once uh, in 2018. And like that was such a... <laughs> 
yeah, unforgettable experience because it's weird because I'm American, but like I never been to an American fe- like a music festival. There was such a drastic difference between those two cultures. So I, I don't, I don't want to like get this wrong, but like in Korea, they really like enjoy the music, but I feel like they don't let loose at music festivals, which I think music festivals are, you know, that's what it's meant for, you know. Because uh, when I went to Coachella, like, everyone had a very, you know, um, bold sense of fashion. And when they were, like, listening to, uh, you know, different music at different stages, they respected all different type of music. They were, into, and were, they were, like, basically in their own world, like, listening to music. And I really, like, felt like, oh, wow. Like, they're really into the music. But I feel like at music festivals here, they all kind of, like share at the same time or like they don't really get into their own world. They kind of like support it or like do fan chants if it's an idol group or like at EDM festivals. They kind of follow the crowd. But I feel like, you know, in Korea, and, and it's slowly changing, but I feel like people should go for themselves and to just, it's a time for them to just express themselves and, you know, stress release and kind of enjoy that moment. In the summertime, there's definitely a lot of festivals, but I would say more concerts than festivals. Um, but festivals have been growing ever since like, it's only been a few years since it's been growing. Because of course, there's like Soul Jazz Festival. And then um, there's like um, like UMF, like for like EDM lovers. And uh, I would... Yeah, I would say there's more like concerts than festivals in Korea. Yeah, I, I I've seen definitely a lot of idol concerts definitely in in Korea, and I've been to some, but they're really fun. It's just like it's not something that I would expect at a concert in America. Yeah, just coming from an American. Yeah, in Korea, I feel like it's more like of a date thing. Like people go with their lovers and. I see. I see so many couples at concerts. It's it's like so heartbreaking for me. <laughs> I feel so lonely when I go to concerts because uh, I'm used to going like with friends, like in America, and like even with like my family. Uh, but in Korea, it's it's very like it's a very romantic thing. It's just a cultural difference. Yeah. So for today, I've got more questions from the listeners out there and let's see what came in today Ooh, okay who is brian says kevin do you watch any k dramas or on if netflix if you uh, have time yes i do recently i just started watching itaewon class itaewon class is yeah my favorite k drama right now uh, I rarely get sucked into K-dramas. I think it's been like almost six years or something since my last like like binge-worthy K-drama. So Itaewon Class, uh, it's also on Netflix. Uh, it's about like um, this guy who, you know, had a very tough upbringing, uh, lost his father, um, went to jail, but and has like this rival that wants to like bring him down ever since his high school days. And uh, as they grow older, 
the the rich fam the rich guy the rich like rival he has like a big successful company and the underdog the the main character he's um trying to make his own restaurant and his own and his own empire and it's just uh his journey into making you know uh, his his way through with all these obstacles and of course there's like love lines and everything and it's taking place in Itaewon which is one of my favorite places in Seoul so that's why it caught my eye in in the first place but then watching a few the first few episodes I couldn't stop watching it's so addicting Um, like web dramas yeah. and musicals, but yeah. never been on like a major drama That's in Korea. Attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, is there like a type of drama you would like for sure be interested in being a part of? Like a genre? Like I want to wear like a Korean kyobo. Like the uniform. Because <laughs> a lot of people say I still look like I could pull off like being a high schooler. <laughs> like self. Self compliment, <laughs> no. But uh, I, I've always wanted to wear like a Korean kyobo. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of like a like a fantasy that I've always had. I don't know. So you want to be in like a, like a high school drama? Yeah, yeah, kind of. That's what I've started watching like Korean dramas from. Like when like F four, you know, Fla- Boys Over Flowers. Have you seen that? Oh, pff, not your, not your not your vibe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So do you do you like have an idea of, like a type of Hmm. Do you want to be like a villain or do you want to be like an underdog type? Do you want to be like a um, lead? Yeah, I definitely don't want to be a villain. Or wait, I could be one, huh? With with this face. <laughs> I could look like the innocent one. Oh. And then like I'd be the one like stabbing people's backs. Yeah. If you're, if that's, if you're listening, <laughs> you're casting director. No, I mean because… All the roles that I have played before are like the romantic leads. Like I was very, I was always the sweet one, I was always the romantic one. But like I feel like, yeah, you got a good point. I never thought about it, but like I think it could be like the the twist at the end, the one that no one expected to be the villain. There you go. And uh, we got another question from Katsu, and she says, "I hope I'm not too late. Uh, I found out through KPDP." Oh, KD, KPDB. Come on, that's so hard to say. Uh, that you've moved to Japan. What has been the greatest struggle that came when you moved? Good question. So yeah, I moved back to Seoul. Um, yeah, I'm back in Korea now. But uh, I moved. I was in Tokyo for the past like year and a half, and that was a very big move for me since I've never lived outside of you know, Korea or America before on my own. Uh, so living alone was a very scary experience for me at first because you know I didn't know if I could cook for myself I didn't know if I could survive on my own in a new country and meeting new friends like that's like getting out of my comfort zone but after living in Japan for like the past year and a half I feel like that was the best decision that I made not only for my career but also for like just me personally uh, because I've grown so much. And I know it's kind of late um, like in American standards to kind of live on your own and be independent. Like I'm 28 and I moved out when I was like 26. So it's kind of late compared to like the norm. But um, yeah, I'm glad that I had that experience because without this um, 
you know, out of my comfort zone experience, I don't think I would have known who I was, like, as an individual. Because there were people in Japan that didn't know who I was. They didn't know my background. Uh, they just saw me for who I was. And without, like, my group of friends or, like, my, my circle, I was able to show, like, who I am as, a, as, as Kevin Wu, you know? And people accepted that for, for that. And also opening my, my perspective, I guess. Because I've only lived in Korea and in, in, in America. But I've got to experience new cultures. And Japan is so different from Korea. Like, yeah. have you been to Japan? Yeah, once. Once? Yeah, it's so different. Yeah, like the way people think, the way people, um, you know, even uh, even at concerts and my fan, my fan uh, like audience, the way they react to my music is so different too. Yeah, so I'm glad I made that choice, and now I'm back and I'm ready to do some more stuff in Korea. Yeah, there's one more question, <laughs> and this is from Angel. Hi, Angel. Uh, what is it like flying first class on your recent video? Yeah, so uh, on my. YouTube channel, I do like vlogs and stuff. And my most recent vlog was when I rode first class. Um, and no, like people think that I ride first class all the time. But like, no, sometimes I ride economy. It's like, sometimes you got to do that, you know? But um, yeah, first class, I always take it for granted. And this time it was on Delta Airline. And like, I got to like lay down and like, it, it, for me, it's kind of normal. But I wanted to show my fans and like audiences who never seen the first class experience before. So it wasn't like flexing or anything. I wasn't like, boo, yeah, I'm riding first class. It was just like, yeah, this is what it's like to ride first class. And it was very, oh, someone's, oh, Jimmy's calling. Hey, girl. <laughs> Decline. Sorry. But um, yeah, I mean, when I travel, I love, I love watching movies and I love, Eating. <laughs> I love flying because it's like my only time that I could kind of block off social media and work and just kind of like stay in, stay in tune with, you know, what I need to focus on in, at the moment. If I need to read a book, I could finally focus on reading a book or something like that. So yeah, that's what I do in, in flights. And for those of you who haven't seen my vlog yet, please check out my YouTube channel. <laughs> I'll try to do more vlogs in the future. So I think it's time to wrap up today's episode of K-Pop Debak with Kevin. Woo woo. And uh, yeah, before I leave, I want to say um, subscribe to, you know, my Instagram, my YouTube channel, my, my Twitter and everything. But also Dive Studio because they got some great content out there. And hopefully I'll be involved with more stuff on this channel. Right? Who knows? If you guys want me. Say it in the comment. <laughs> Show me your love. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today and love you guys. Peace. Outro. Thank you for listening to K pop Debug with Eric Now. Do you love watching live TV but are tired of your huge cable bill? Sling TV has the same top cable channels for as little as half the price, so you can save hundreds of dollars while still watching your favorite sports, news, reality TV, and more. 
Ditch cable and get Sling's total live streaming solution with free local channels. Setup and installation are included. Make the smart choice and switch to Sling TV. Get the best of cable for the best price. Learn more at sling.com slash cut cable. That's sling.com slash cut cable. Setup and installation included with $49 down and $20 a month for 12 months. Restrictions apply.